And I've never seen a timetable for any event that's so detailed, like to the minute, like it was like 8.27 this, then nine. And I'm like, oh, why can't it just be 8.25? Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes to create a live event experience? If so, you'll love this episode of the Courageous Content Podcast. In it, you'll get to eavesdrop on my pre-event briefing with the co-host of my annual content marketing event, Courageous Content Live, Anne McGinley. Probably shouldn't be sharing this, but we want our speakers to sit with the delegates. So me and you, and we will prowl around making sure that they don't like buzz off and just go and sit, put their feet up and have a cocktail. You'll get tons of insights into how to plan and execute a large event, how we choose the speakers and even what to wear. My manager in that show has a sparkly pink jacket I can send you a picture of, um, which I can borrow. (laughs) So we could be matching. We'd we'd look a little bit like extras from Greece. I wasn't planning to publish this as a podcast episode, but there were so many funny insights and stories. I thought it was too good not to share. And this is the Courageous Content Podcast after all. If you missed out on this year's event, I hope it will give you the incentive to make sure you're part of the 2023 Courageous Content Live event and invest in your ticket well ahead of time. If you want to save a ton on your ticket for the 2023 Courageous Content Live event, stick around to the end and I'll share an exclusive offer for podcast listeners. So... I thought maybe we'd just let you eavesdrop on our pre-event meeting. So this is Ant McGinley. He's going to be my co-host at the event. And uh, yeah, we thought, why not? Why not just let you eavesdrop on our pre-event meeting about day one? So how are you doing, Ant? I'm really good. I'm totally prepared for this to go all tantrums and tiaras like it did last time. So uh, giving a real <laughs> giving a real insight into what it's like behind the scenes. What do you mean last time? <laughs> what do you mean tantrums and that's tiaras? That's just a hook. Honest. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I won't tell anyone about that just, just yet. Anyway, so day one, I've sent you the schedule. What do you think? What questions have you got for me about day one? Well, first of all, my, my question is, is just, there's so much in there. And what I really enjoy about your events when I've been there before is it always introduces me to somebody new. There's usually somebody that I've seen online that I've never had the opportunity to meet and have a chat with as well. And then there's somebody that always comes completely from the left field. So I'm looking forward. There's a couple of people that I've never heard of, like this, this Janet Murray woman. I don't know who she oh, yeah. is, <laughs> what she does. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's going to be talking about creating a cash generation content strategy. Yes. <laughs> um, we can talk about that in a second. So yeah, who, who else has caught your eye? I'm looking forward to seeing Dominic Smithers just because of Lad Bible in terms of like how they started off very small and become such a huge social media content. Not necessarily my kind of thing, but it, it's something that you, you're going to be aware of. And I think that the key thing for, for everybody who does any content or video is that hope, that dream, that wish to make something go viral. And yet I always find the stuff that I work really hard on never seems to, you know, maybe gets 10 likes or five impressions, something silly. And then I always accidentally stumble across something that does very well. So I think with a company like that and and somebody from there, if they can give any insights to that, even if I can take away two or three points, that's something for me personally, I'm going to be really excited about. Yeah. Well, I think if you want to learn about viral content, there's plenty of social media experts we could have book to talk about viral content but the, do they really know about viral content but you know lab bible it pops up in my feed and i see viral content like several times a week from them 
And Dominic, like me, his background is journalism. So when I did my briefing call with him, he talked about news gathering. And I think for business owners, well, you, you're like me, you've worked in the media, haven't you? We understand that, don't we? Like news gathering, where you find your stories and your content. But I think for business owners, I think that's going to be really interesting to hear someone who creates content for a living talk about where do they go? Like, where do they look? Who do they talk to? Like, how do they decide to cover this story or that story? And I think there's a lot we can learn as business owners from Dom from Lab Bible, although he has been very elusive. Like, we found it really difficult to get hold of him. Unsurprisingly, as we've had about three prime ministers in the last however long, but it's been quite difficult to get an answer from him by email. But I think, I think we understand that. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to the Kate Beavis session because I'm somebody that's only started doing TikTok this year. And even though I've kind of done about 20 videos now, I think I still very much feel like a beginner. And I think also as well, I do feel in doing TikTok that it's not my generation. So I'm a little bit, not so much imposter syndrome. Like I I totally feel like I don't really know what I'm doing or Mm. what I could be doing better. So I think that's a session that I'm going to get a lot of value from. Yeah, and it is quite a practical session. One that I'm really looking forward to is the YouTube session with David Bennett, because I found David Bennett, this is proof that content marketing works, right? So I found David Bennett's YouTube channel because, which is a bit sad, I was Googling, did Paul McCartney know music theory? (laughs) And I found a video with, with that title and then found David Bennett's amazing channel where he he basically, it's something that I'm a bit obsessed with and we have got a whole podcast episode on this, which you can link to, but I am plagued by I hear a song and I'm like oh my god that sounds like three other songs and it just drives me nuts you're nodding like you you know what I mean and David creates these videos where he explains why when you hear a whiter shade of pale you also hear whatever Um, amazing grace was the one for me so you know that um oh god what were they called those never ever have I ever had you know I should try and sing that better, really, shouldn't Never, Oh, All Saints. <laughs> all Saints, yeah. Yeah, how's it go again? Never, ever have. We need a, are, we ever any, are we having a karaoke tonight? Because we could do that. Anyway, but that is basically Amazing Grace. So David has these videos where he just explains it all in music theory, and I, for one, find it fascinating. But I think that's really interesting because everyone's afraid to niche, aren't they? And we've got quite a few speakers over the two days. So we've got Karen after, that's day two, but she's she has got this podcast menopause whilst black. We've got Joe Soley, who's combined numerology and business coaching. I bet you're looking forward to that one, aren't you? Yeah. So I, I met Joe at your last online session. She did the brilliant numerology session online. And I went into that very skeptical and I was like, oh, here we go. You know, Janet's found somebody a bit kooky, but she was brilliant. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And yeah, it was an eye-opening experience. Yeah. When I first met her, I saw her speak at another event and for anyone who's looking to get booked as a speaker that's where you find people I booked Anne to speak after seeing Anne speak at an event we we met didn't we we it's a whole other story but we kind of almost went on a blind date that wasn't a blind date like we were set up by Tim Lewis who's going to be at the (laughs) event which is which is good but anyway and she looks really young so she's she's about the same age as me and I think you might be a bit younger than me Anne but she's about the same age as me late 40s and she looks a lot younger and sounds a lot younger. And that was her opening gambit. I thought she was about 25 or something. She's done a lot in her short time, but she says, I don't know if I should spoil it by saying she often opens her talks and she says, some people call me crazy. Some people call me for advice. And that just about sums Joe up. I think that's going to be brilliant. Before we wrap up, anything else that you that's caught your eye for day one? 
The drinks. <laughs> the drinks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. So do you want to know where the drinks are going to be happening? What? Well, yeah, exactly. Like what drinks are available? Will you be behind the bar with a cocktail shaker? What's the, what's the plan for that? No, I absolutely won't be. So the, the official drinks are taking place at, I, I was actually, was there the other day doing a recce. So it's this amazing bar called the Above Rooftop Bar. And you have amazing views all over Newcastle. And we've got it exclusively. So if you're an old person like me and you don't like being in loud places where you can't control the noise, then it's lovely, nice sofas, nice and comfy. And there's balconies where you can actually go outside and you can look at this amazing view. And it's just us as well, which is amazing. We will be providing a little bit of food. And your first drink is on Touchpoints Marketing, who's one of our hospitality sponsors. And fancy dress not required, although possibly fancy dress. If you're joining us on the 31st, and I don't know what you're thinking of, but we're doing joint Halloween drinks with Andrew and Pete at Colonel Porter's. And we're sort of saying Halloween themes like, you know, if you're a bit shy, you could wear pumpkin earrings or orange socks or something. Although not if yeah. you're a Catholic, you, you can't wear orange socks because that would not go down well. I don't know. No, I, My yeah. family would not I go just, down well. I yeah. just had an idea. We, we could go as a double act. We could go in costume together. And we yes, could go as Andrew and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> We could do, although I could see, I could see there's some some challenges around that. But, <laughs> but yeah, we could do that. But now we've just given the game away, haven't we? We just bought it, haven't we? Yeah, both those venues are brilliant. I've been lucky enough to go to a couple of events in Newcastle previously, and I think I first went to both those venues during Newcastle Startup Week, which happened, you know, the very first one before yeah, COVID. Yeah. And Colonel Porter's is is brilliant. It's one bar, and then there's like a there's a bookcase, and you go through to another bar. I think that's where yeah. we're going to be, which is amazing. And the rooftop bar has the most amazing view of the bridge. Yeah. It, it just yeah, feels it's just like stunning. it's very cosmopolitan. Yeah. Yeah. And Andrew and Pete were a little bit younger than me. So I'm always like conscious of the fact that I have a, a lot more sort of old ladies who would like a cup of tea and a biscuit. Actually, at the last event I went, I did actually stop off to buy tea and biscuits on the way home. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's really handy. It's just it's just up from the quayside. So for people who are staying I know lots of people are staying at like the Premier Inn or Travelodge or whatever, or even just over from the Hilton where we're staying. That's, yeah, it's a nice easy walk. Yeah, so, and Newcastle as a city as well is is really compact. So you can actually walk across it quite easily and, and get to, if you want to go and see different places, different venues there. It's, yeah. The centre of Newcastle is really relatively small. Absolutely. And before we finish up, is there anything you want to ask me about the organisation of the day? And like, we've got a very detailed schedule that I've created for you on a spreadsheet that is very long, can we? It says, Ant, <laughs> three steps. Ant, Ant, ask Janet this. It's very detailed, isn't it? But is there anything that you need to know about? And we can need to talk about what to wear as well. But anyway, let's just, yeah, anything you need to know about, you know, dealing with the speakers yeah. or delegates or any rules? Because you know I like a rule, but, so... But- a rule. <laughs> so we are going to have to sort of coordinate in terms of what we're wearing, especially with the screen that we've got behind so we don't disappear or, you know, somebody can do yeah. some kind of green screen madness with us. But in terms of the schedule, that's pretty much what I'm used to with, with previous events, particularly when we did them during lockdown. It was very much like a radio show. And I just remember it coming through. And I've never seen a timetable for any event that's so detailed, like to the minute, like it was like 8.27 this, then nine. And I'm like, oh, why can't it just be 8.25 or 8.30? But no, it, and, it, and it worked because it was 8.27. And I've not, I've not had time schedules like that 
outside of working in radio where you have to radio, hit those junctions yeah. for yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to hit those junctions for the adverts, for the news breaks, for the next show coming in, and, yeah. and for having yeah. that ability to get the the traffic and travel of the guest. You know, I'm very militant about. I sent out my bossy boots speaker briefing yesterday, which I think I sent to you. But like, speakers yeah. are not allowed to go over time because no one needs to sit there and listen to somebody go. You know, they're 20 minutes, but they're told to yeah. do 18, and that that I will personally escort them off the stage, or you will. No, we're more polite than that. That's why we have lots of breaks over long lunch, lots of breaks, because I think people, well, most of us, our attention spans are just getting shorter and shorter, aren't they? And I don't think we can just sit there for hours listening to people go on. So there's that. And um, what are my other strict rules that I have as well? My bossy boots briefing. Well, I, I just just on that last one, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you clarified. Have you not read it, Anthony? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still reading it. I started yesterday and I'm still going through it. I'm on page 173. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that about the, the speakers because I, I just wanted to check what was in my, if it was in my power, was there a button, was there a trap door, or were we going to have one of those long canes with a hook on to pull them off? Yeah, I think we just have a hook. So if they go on longer than maybe 18.30, but yeah, if you could just get a hook and just remove them off the stage, yeah. And they also, like we yeah. do love our speakers, but I actually modified what I wrote in my Bossy Boots briefing. Like I probably shouldn't be sharing this, but we want our speakers to sit with the delegates. So me and you, and we will prowl around making sure that they don't like buzz off and just go and sit, put their feet up and have a cocktail. They are allowed to have a a bit of time to get ready and a bit of a breather afterwards. But otherwise, because I think when people pay for an event ticket, like I don't like to set up that like me speaker, you delegate, like that godlike thing. I want, it's a community Mm. like for me. So I feel like speakers need to make themselves available to chat, basically. Yeah. I think that's something I first experienced at, um, was it Content Live back in 2018 in your event in London? And yeah. that was the first time I'd experienced and, and doing that and sitting there. And it really brought home to me. And, and, and since then, that especially when you're on a round table at an event, that table really dictates the day in terms of what you get mm. from it, the value you get from it, because you then immediately have that opportunity and often you're given time to sort of discuss what was just came up or through the coffee break, you go for coffee together, but you digest, you compare notes, you take different things away from it, different perspectives, different experience of, of the stuff that's been shared. The thing that I, I found is that with having the speaker sit at your table, it makes them more human. And I know that's a ridiculous thing to say because yeah, yeah, we yeah. all are, but often you have this thing, especially when I think back to before I was speaking on stages as well, that there was something different about those people. There was something almost, there's a reverence you have about them. And when you can sit and chat with them and have a joke with them and share a coffee or share some story. And, you know, I've had some incredible experiences where I've been on tables at conferences and the stuff that's come up has has triggered real genuine emotion at the table, real powerful emotion. And that's the kind of thing that really connects you to people. So in terms of a networking opportunity it's so much easier than walking into a room cold and not knowing anyone to be sat at a table not just with fellow delegates but then somebody who you've seen up there and has inspired you or challenged you and to be able to have that conversation with them yeah it makes it easier I don't like you know when people queue up like to speak to speakers I just think no you don't go to an event to queue up to speak to a speaker We'll also be hoofing them around in the nicest possible way, but we'll be encouraging them to move to different tables (laughs) Uh, because I'm very strict about these things. But no, I think if someone's bought a ticket, 
it can be awkward and you don't want to stand there queuing up to talk to somebody so if we can rotate them around hopefully you don't have that awkwardness and you can just grab them when you get the time that's what I always try and do I'm conscious of time because I know you've got to you've got to catch a train but just a quick word on what we're wearing then so the backdrop is this kind of like gray blue thing so your blue suit I've got like a pink jacket which I was going to talk to you about a pink velvet jacket I did have leather trousers to go with it but I, okay. I felt I, I, I felt a bit bet lynch so um I don't know if bet lynch ever no that, that works <laughs> Probably. So what, what are you planning on wearing well, now that you said that, I've got a wonderful neon pink waistcoat and tie, oh. um, which usually goes with a grey suit, but works equally well with a black suit that I have, if that's not going to be too dark. Okay. So shall I send you a picture of my hot pink jacket and we can compare notes? Yeah. yeah. But we need two outfits. Okay. So just to wrap up then, also speaking, it doesn't mean that we don't think they're great. It's just that we can only give you so so many minutes of podcast, but Sasha Lydiard, she's going to be talking about how to generate more leads and sales from your messenger bot. Mike and Callie, Mike Morris and Callie Willows, the membership experts. Yes, They're going to be talking Mike. about a membership content strategy. We've talked about the TikTok session. I'm going to be talking about a cash generation content strategy, but um, we can talk more about that in the next session. Getting started with email marketing with Auntie Kay, KPC. I did ask her if it was okay to call her Auntie Kay and I don't know if she likes it, but she said that people did. So, and then Steve Folland will be closing out with how to build a thriving Facebook community. I know you'll approve of this, but how to start a podcast. We've got a session from our sponsors, Captivate, how to start a podcast, even if you're not a techie sort. So that's going to be great. Looking forward to that. Our friends, Nick Redman and Kate Cocker will be on that session along with a local girl that I found, Ashley, Ashley King and um, Gary and Sarah from Captivate. So um, yeah, it's going to be good, isn't it? Yeah, really exciting. It's a brilliant day lined up and I'm going to be exhausted by the end of it as well. I'm a bit surprised you haven't actually sent me detailed times of when to sleep and when to dream as well. <laughs> Don't worry, that's that's coming. That's coming. Okay, so and quick catch up about day two then. So um, what's caught your eye for, for day two? I think I know what will have caught your eye for day two already. Let me see if I'm right. Well, it's going to be the podcast growth thing. It jumps right out at me. And I think that's very much a buzzword within podcasting at the minute. I mean, it's something that people have always wanted to do, but we're in a time where that's very much the focus of everybody now. I think people are more literate in in podcasting, more familiar with podcasting. And so now it's just naturally turned on to this, how to grow it. And I think genuinely it's something that's, you know, really important now because it, it can be the difference between a hobby and a career and and something that really yeah. generates a revenue and a, a profile for you. And actually you're looking at an earlier draft of the schedule. It's actually podcast monetization and growth. So we'll be talking about monetization sponsorship. Oh. And I know people are always interested. Obviously Captivate are our sponsors, so they are paying to be part of the community. But I use Captivate for my own podcast. I wouldn't partner with anyone that I, I don't love. I've got, I think, 11 podcasts at the last count now. So, and um but yeah. I was very conscious when we were working out what content they were going to deliver, obviously that it was valuable content and it wasn't like, you know, let's just use Captivate, use Captivate, but also that we had something for everyone. So we've got that session on the first day, which, well, by this point, maybe we've already had it, but depending on when you're listening on how to start a podcast, but then we've got how to grow and monetize. And I think every podcaster I know, even ones who, you know, their podcast is doing pretty well, they're always looking for new strategies. What else has caught your eye on um, day two then, Amp? So what's nice about this is there's there's quite a few people that I've met previously at other events, uh, including the lady who I famously proposed to 
at one of your events in 2019, or at least yeah. that's what social that's what social media <laughs> would have you believe. She is, yeah. in fact, with somebody else and very happy. <laughs> <laughs> she turned you down. She turned you down. Yes, because she launched her, her podcast using your old microphone from this podcast. And she's doing very yeah. well with that. And she's, yeah, and she's used that podcast to launch her membership. And it, it, she, yeah. she's done, done fantastic. Well, I mean, it's a couple of years on from where she was with that. So it's going to be great to catch up with her. Also, something that I'm terrible at, and that makes it sound like I'm great at everything. There's lots of things that I'm terrible at. But one thing in particular that I'm terrible at is LinkedIn. I've met John Esperan briefly before, but he is, you know, five minutes with John Esperan is just more value than... than is that than how he says his name, Esperin? Because this is the kind of thing we need to talk about, isn't it? Because I always thought he was John Esperian. Ah. So we need to talk about this. So, so Yeah, we'll have to work on this. This is why we have these meetings. This is why we have these meetings so we can sit down. and, it, and I, I do, I, I do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I love John, if he's listening to this, because he did tell me the other day that he subscribed to the podcast. He's everything I want to be, right? He's organized. He doesn't make mistakes. Like silly mistakes with things like he's he's on the ball totally and I think we need to ask him I, I've always thought it was Asperian but now you've come up with this Asperian Asperian like like that's posh isn't it that's like Matalan instead of Matalan isn't it well, you, you know, I, I think also as well you've got to bear in mind that, that we're coming from different backgrounds and parts of the world so we have different accents and I drop letters left right and center so it could just be a regional thing somebody who I'm also looking forward to seeing but I'm really hoping that I don't pick up where we left off the last time because oh, the God. last time oh, I God. saw, yeah, yeah, no, this, this sounds terrible. But the last time I <laughs> saw Phil, immediately after, no, mm. but he lost he, his bag was stolen and he lost he lost oh, his Phil laptop Pallon. and his phone. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. Maybe that was your fault, was it? Yeah, yeah. he yeah. maybe even well, well, I, I, possibly. I mean, we were sat together at some point and. His bag was taken and mine wasn't. I'd gone. Um, I didn't take yes, the bag. Yes, I just yes. want to sort of re-emphasize that that point. But yeah, so I, I'm really excited because he was a great speaker. I, I was really impressed with him and yeah. uh, like on, on a personal level as well. Really engaging, really funny. Everyone loves Phil. Yeah, everyone loves Phil. He's going to be talking about Pinterest growth and just being Phil. He's actually closing out the event. And that's that's great. And um, what about the gift wrapping mini class? Has that not caught your eye? <laughs> You know what? You know what? I'm actually pretty good at wrapping gifts. Yeah, I have to say. And I do this little trick where, and, and it's worth looking, where you have a little bit extra paper it's, it's with, with a square box anyway. You have a little bit extra paper than you need and then you fold that back in on itself and it creates a little pouch in which you can slip the card, which is very useful at weddings. So when you go and they've got you a table what? for the gifts, you put the card in. So I feel strong. like I just asked you directions. I feel like I said, oh, could you tell me how to get to the VP garage? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, and you just do this thing just that, that that's that will give you an idea of what my gift wrapping is like <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if I bother to wrap anything but yeah Lou who works in my team she's actually our event organizer she is also a gift wrapping specialist she has a business where she teaches gift wrapping she gifts wrap for people nowadays she does more teaching of it yeah. and we just thought it would be a nice idea I wouldn't be allowed in the class because I wouldn't be able to calm down probably and do things slowly enough. But we thought, especially for quiet and more introverted people, it might be quite a nice, almost like a meditative start to the day. She's going to teach people how to wrap yeah. a planner or something. <laughs> but we thought it might be a nice chill I, I, start to the day. I won't be allowed in because I'll be too hyperactive to no. be in there. Is, is, is she also doing the wrap up or is that too obvious a gag? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it. And um, one quick thing about John <laughs> Esperian or Esperian or Esperan. however you call Esperian. Estefan. Gloria Estefan. But anyway, let's let's get back to um I begged John to speak at the event. Like he said no to me so many times, it was embarrassing. And I said to him, John, like I'm only going to ask you one more time because I started to think maybe he didn't like me or something because he just said no so many times. <laughs> I said, Look, John, I can't ask anymore. It's getting embarrassing now. So this is the last time I'm going to ask you. And he said yes this time. I don't know what changed, but I'm very glad that he's talking about LinkedIn. Anyway, we, we better wrap up just to just to use that pun again. But just just one more person I want to say that I'm looking forward to seeing as well is Sarah McDowell who joined Captivate fairly recently and she's been over speaking in America earlier this year. And I first met Sarah back in Marketed Live. I think it was the very first Marketed Live when she was in Derby and she's great. And uh, But I've never had the chance to actually see her speak. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, I spent a lot of time with Sarah in Texas and agree, she's great. Me and Sarah went clubbing, right? So we went to this party and I did my usual, I don't like it in here. I think I'm going to last five minutes. Within five seconds on the dance floor, just like going for it. Colin Gray, you know Colin Gray, podcasting Colin, who, who unfortunately can't make it this time around. But he did not know Lizzo. So, you know, it's about time. He was like, oh, this song's got yes. a good beat. Yeah. I can't do a Spencer Jackson very well. This has got a good beat. What is this song <laughs> that everyone's dancing to? Lizzo. Like, um, so anyway, I was there, like, with my arm in the air. I'm doing it now, like, because I love dancing. And then I realized, I was like thinking, I'm a bit old to be in here. Like, you know, I'm nearly 50. Like, but, you know, I'm giving it some on the dance floor. And then I realized that my reading glasses were on the top of my head. Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my reading glasses, like, I'm on the top of my head. Like I might as well have had them on a string around my neck or something. But that was me and Sarah had a great time. I said to her, Sarah, I don't think I will be able to participate in the same way as I did in Texas because I will be very busy. But we spent a lot of time together. We we shall shall see. And and to give a hook for Sarah as well, did you know that she used to do roller derby? No, but I I know she did a dance degree. I know that because she was... Mm. giving it some on the dance floor and then we yeah. talked so about I, it afterwards I, I know Sarah's roller derby name which I'll save for my introduction are you going to save it for the I'm intro? going to save it I'll save it yeah does it mean we can talk about the most handsome man in podcasting apart from you and every other podcasting man yeah unfortunately Mark from Captivate it was uh, Colin Gray most... <laughs> yeah you know, Colin Gray no, so, so, so Colin gets offended when I say this but Mark from Captivate will not be coming but he is one of the best looking men in podcasting and has the nicest accent in the whole world and I think he might be avoiding me now because it's well known how handsome I think he is and how much I love his accent so anyway just cut that bit editor no I'm only joking we'll we'll keep that in (laughs) right so what else to wrap up because I know you've got to catch a train haven't you and much as we could sit yeah sharing this stuff all day I love some of the titles of these sessions as well and the one that really sort of sticks out to me is the second session of the day from Helen Perry, how to just bloody post it. And I love that already. I'm really looking forward to that because I think as a title, if it Ron Seals, if it delivers what it says on the tin, that's going to be brilliant. And I think even me with all the stuff that I do and the content that I'm putting out all the time, I still have that overthink sometimes that kicks in, yeah. that stops me from slowing down. And I also know that uh, one thing that I struggle with is often spending too much time on something Whereas actually yes. at, after maybe half an hour, 20 minutes, it's good enough to go. And then right. yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah. two, three hours have gone. Yeah. 
Totally get you. I just wanted to finish up. There's one other person I want to mention because there's a story. But so Katie Fawkes, who's our Ecamm Live, she's bringing Caleb over. Mm-hmm. So Katie lives in the US. But I think Caleb is in Canada. And we asked them, right? So I was going over to Podcast Movement and because they're sponsoring the event, you know, it'd be nice. Like, is there anything you'd like me to bring you from the UK? What do you like to eat? Well, I got Lou to ask. As it vegan sausage rolls from Greg's? I'm like, I don't think, yeah. And and a vegan, but he won't tell you that. Like, until at least five <laughs> seconds after he's met you. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, <laughs> he's now, he's like outraged now. But I said, I don't think that will travel very well. But I took Katie some gin, like some, I can't, I don't drink gin, so I can't remember what sort of gin it was. But it worked out okay. But within second, you know, sometimes you get a measure for people when you meet them and you're kind of like, I feel like I could probably say this to this person. I'm not always good at this. Sometimes I get this wrong, actually. But I've had this interesting experience with this man in Covent Garden who was wearing some extremely tight cycling shorts <laughs> and to the point where it was quite obscene and to cut a long story short I obviously judged that Katie was the kind of person who wanted to see these pictures within about a minute of meeting her in person and her colleague Doc do you know Doc from Ecamm have you met Doc and they seemed to take it okay <laughs> but one of them turned to the other and said well she's not very reserved is she for a Brit <laughs> And it was this guy that, yeah, I'd surreptitiously taken photos. I don't know how it came about, but I showed all the Captivate team as well. So, um, yeah. Um, so, uh, Katie, she's yeah. got a good sense I mean, of I'm, I'm, I'm tempted. Yeah. I'm tempted now on day two to open it wearing just cycling shorts. Just to, <laughs> just well, to I can introduce send you them this, to the I'm stage. I'm going to send you these pictures afterwards. You'll know why. Don't. You'll know why. I, My I'm eyes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we've also got. Jessica Lorimer, my friend, is going to be talking about how to create a content strategy to sell to corporate clients. And I think we're going to need to do a lot of more of that sort of things. I'm very excited. And Jess is also sponsoring our VIP speaker and sponsor drinks, which will probably have happened by now, maybe by the time this goes out. Charlotte Foster is going to be part of the podcasting panel, isn't she? Love Charlotte. Natalie Lou, one of my favorites. Um, I think you've met Natalie Lou before, have you, I think? Oh, yeah, you've met Natalie Lou, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> mostly about that very messy event. What's that supposed to mean? To be honest, they, they, they always end up being messy at some point. They do, yeah. Yeah, I was back to my room by that point. But I don't think Natalie was involved, like implicating mm-hmm. her, but I just think she may remember. And then Robin Kennedy we haven't talked about, and um, Melissa Love, I don't know if you know. You know I Robin thought that Kennedy, was a surprise. I thought that was a surprise, yeah. Well, the surprise will already have happened, like... This bit isn't a surprise. Okay. Email lead magnet clinic. And you, I'm quite bossy about yeah. this as well. So you're only allowed in this one if you have an email lead magnet and you've got a problem with it because we've got limited space. But I think that's going to be good. And also, also impo- importantly, lunch as well. Wait, I hope there's going to be Greg sausage rolls at lunch for the a Canadians. Vegan, a vegan lunch for you. Don't worry. We've, we've, um, <laughs> we've, we've sorted you out with a vegan lunch. Sarah McDowell is also a vegan. So you can talk. Yeah. I tried to buy Sarah a we'll vegan donut. We'll have a vegan club. I bought everybody donuts from Captivate and I couldn't get a vegan one. So, you know, you had to come back and go, Sarah, I did try to buy you a vegan donut, but I couldn't get you one. Let me let me go sort on. you out. Let me sort you out. Great. Go to co-op, at the, the yeah. bakery section of co-op. They have pink iced ring donuts, 12 of them, three pounds. They are vegan. They have chocolate ones okay. as well, which aren't vegan, but the pink iced yeah. ones, vegan, pack of 12. Give three to Sarah. I'll have the Give rest. Give those to Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. That sounds good. Well, and lastly, what are we going to wear for day two? Uh, any suggestions? Uh, I haven't bought anything yet. I have got this hot pink jacket, but anything that um, you think we could do for day two? Well, I have um, 
because you know I've got an alter ego now with the stand-up stuff I've been doing, yeah. the, the, the wrestler. My manager in that show has a sparkly pink jacket I can send you a picture of. Okay. which I can borrow <laughs> so we could be matching. Okay. We'd, we'd look a little bit like uh, extras from Greece. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, is it anything goes? Maybe we should just wear the Halloween stuff and keep it on for the whole, yeah. the whole yeah, event. Yeah, Andrew and Pete outfit or something. Yeah. Well, right. Well, I'll see you, um, I'll see, see you in the morning at 7.43. <laughs> You'll be able to take a toilet How many break seconds? at 8.11 and have a vegan a vegan donut at 8.26 and coffee. Anyway, okay. how, right, how, much, so, how much time do I have to eat the donut? That's the key thing. Yeah, well, I, I need to schedule some time for that anyway. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed these chats with uh, me and Ant, these little behind the scenes. And um, I don't know how to finish this. Do you know, how do we finish this, Ant? I don't know. How do we finish it? Well, if, if it's a real candid thing, you could end it like they did the Sopranos and just cut it off mid-sentence. Yeah, let's do that. So I hope you enjoyed that behind-the-scenes glimpse at My Courageous Content Live 2022. And if nothing else, it made you smile. And if you're now suffering from FOMO, which I think you should be, by the way, you can grab your ticket for the 2023 event, along with the recordings for a fraction of what you'll pay next year. For example, you'll pay just £247 for an in-person ticket. The headline price is 597 by the way. And 347 for a hybrid ticket, which also includes the recordings of both the 2022 event and the 2023 event. But this offer is only available to podcast listeners until Monday the 7th of November. That's 2022 if you're listening in the future. So if you enjoyed this episode and you don't want to miss out on the opportunity to grab your ticket, then head to the link for Courageous Content Live 2023 in the show notes, which are underneath the media player where you're listening to this episode. Use the code PODCAST to save yourself a ton on the event and recordings. Any questions, always please just email my team on janet at janetmurray.co.uk. We're always happy to answer any questions that you might have about a purchase. Thanks for listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media. That way, more people can benefit from the free tips and strategies I share. And be sure to tag me in when you do. I'm at Jan Murray on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.